Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Eyes Wide Open podcast. This podcast is led by me, Ann Hambly, and I'm very, very uh, pleased today to have on our podcast Susan Branscom. And Susan is the creator and host of a podcast which I love called Leading She, and we'll get into all that in a minute here. Um, after spending 40 years in our male-dominated commercial real estate business, Susan created her podcast as a way to allow other women leaders to share their stories and insights, and I was very honored to be one of those women leaders recently uh, featured in her podcast. She had an amazing career in commercial real estate. I was trying to think how to cram any of it into this 20-minute podcast, and I'm not sure I could do it justice, Susan, but you led many organizations, have many awards and honors, and most importantly, and I'm very jealous and anxious to hear about this, you retired in late 2021 and, and now focus your time on this podcast. So let's hop right in. Anything else you want to add to just the general uh, overview of your background and career, Susan? Did I leave any really important part out? No, after 42 years, it's been a long career, as I know yours has been. And, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of experiences, a lot of stories. I owned my own company for 17 years and sold it to Northmark, great company. Um, and yeah, I uh, decided three years ago to start leading She, and I've since hosted 65 women, uh, including you, thank you. Uh, so they can tell their stories, we can talk, have a conversation about what it's like to be in a male-dominated field like commercial real estate, and how do you, how do you survive, how do you thrive, you know? But yeah. So do you think actually women entering um, commercial real estate today can appreciate how different things were when you and I entered 40 plus years ago? You know, I don't know if they can or not. Um, you know, I talk to young women and I think they really kind of can't believe, you know, when they hear the stories, you know, how we kind of had to go along. And you and I talked about it in our podcast. It's kind of like, you know, there was benefit at one time being one of the guys, you know, um, and today I don't think young women have to do that. Uh, I think you'd agree. And uh, so, but once you get to this point where you've had enough experience or a lot of experience, you don't have to maybe be one of the guys as much. And it's kind of like, hey, I've got the experience. I know what I'm doing. People know that. And so I think it's easier for people that have been at it for a while. Yeah, well, women are clearly a lot more accepted and it's understood when you're in a meeting that there'll be some women and some men. And But yet when we were in a lot of our early meetings, probably in our early career, we were the only women in the room. And so it's a big difference there. Yes. Yes. Often we were the only women in the room. Yeah. 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 So what resonated within you? I mean, I was kind of interested when I first heard about your Leading She podcast, I found it very intriguing. And I uh, what what resonated with you at your core that caused you to develop this Leading She podcast? I'd love to hear a little more about that. Mm -hmm. Sure. I have been working on a book for probably 15 years. And uh, it was all about me giving advice or sharing my wisdom experience with other women that are coming up the ladder in their careers in male-dominated fields or not, you know, just what I've learned. And I always knew I didn't want it to just be my voice. I wanted it to be other women. Uh, and I didn't know what form that would take. And then someone said to me, who I'd been a guest on her podcast, 
who is a podcaster here in Cincinnati, Sarah Brown, uh, and hers is Failing Forward. She hosted me, and she said, you know, you'd be really good at this. You should look into it, and I got the bug, and I thought, yeah, that, that would be great. And then I bought 12 episodes with my studio. I've since bought, I think, three other groups of 12 episodes. And, and it took me four months to get the nerve to ask anybody to do it, you know. So, yeah, that's what inspired me. And I just, I feel like I've got a knack for it. I love it. I love the work. I don't make money at it. I get sponsors uh, when I have events. But um, it's a passion project for me. Well, it is really a neat way for young women. I, I Sarah... Walsingham sitting here with me who um, helps coordinate all of our shows, all the background work, which is really the most important part, I think, on podcasts and webinars and stuff. But um, she's a new woman in our business. And I told her, really stop and listen to the podcast that I did with Susan, because you will be amazed at how things were. I mean, I, I feel like we're uh, we're reminiscing on, uh, you know, just the olden days or something, but it's really, really was different. And it's you kind of can't appreciate it. And so it's nice. And we've all learned lessons, what to do, what not to do, you know, and these lessons are really great. It's great that you found a forum to kind of share these lessons with people who want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, many women that I talk to are physicians, have their own practices. They're in academia. They're chief executive officers of companies. These are all women that have been through it, you know, and I give them the forum to talk, you know, talk, tell their story. And I think it's a benefit to women to listen to it. You're coming out in October, your episode, so the yeah. listeners can look for it. Um, but uh, the wisdom is unbelievable. Yeah, the wisdom and experience of these women. Oh, I love great. I love the stories. I imagine you find some themes, too, after interviewing a number of women. And I see that you do it across all industries, like you said. So what are some of the themes that you've seen? Are there types of gender biases that arise most or you know what kinds of things have you do you think people have in common here that you've you've gathered from these podcasts mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is something you mentioned on your podcast when I interviewed you and that is resiliency you know these women no matter what happens in their lives they've had breast cancer they've lost children uh, they've they've gone through divorces they've had been let go you know and had to start over these women just pick themselves up and start over again. And, and it's incredible. And you and I have done this along the way, right? We've been through some economic cycles. It's really um, the resiliency. And to a woman, I would say each one has taken risks in her own way and not said, eh, I'm too afraid to do that. You know, they know that there's a fallback. They know there's, you know, like you and I started our own companies and that's a risky thing to do, but we did it anyway and uh, did what we had to do and, and developing relationships. These women are very collaborative often, uh, not to say that that's a female trait versus male, but a lot of them like team play. They like to get the group together and say, let's go, let's go do this, you know? And uh, so it's been, it's been great. The, the gender bias themes, there are some things that come up a lot. One that comes up probably most often, and that is we're in a meeting, uh, it's all guys and me, I come up with an idea, somebody takes it and runs with it, you know, mm -hmm. and then what do you do? Some people say, let somebody else speak up. Some people say, no, I, you know, hey, thanks. That was my idea. You know, that kind of thing that comes up a lot. So have your voice, you know, it's uh, that, 
that is something that uh, the bias is there. But uh, really embrace your power, you know, embrace your personal power. That's that's a big theme, I would say, for young women. You know, do that. Uh, you belong there. And you probably found, I would assume, I just would assume, I don't know this, but that you have to do that in a, also in a way where it doesn't come across arrogant. I mean, and I don't mean to make this sound this way, but men, when they're in a high position, you sort of expect them to be a little, you know, arrogant or cocky or we have different words for it. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a woman, that's a really big, I don't know why, but it seems like it's much more of a turnoff. You almost can't, you can't come across that way, right? And I don't know, what do you, what do you, what'd you find out about that when talking to women? Yeah, I mean, how many men have you seen be aggressive? And it's okay, it's accepted, you know. But you and I, uh, in the same kind of setting, have to be able to communicate our message and what we need to say, have our voice in a way that is not confrontational. Rather, you know, when you said that, it made me feel, you know. uh, You know, that was my idea. Thanks for bringing it up again. I think it's a really good one. You know, so it's disarming, you know, so that it's not aggressive. And it's too bad that we have to play by different rules, but you know, again, you know, I, I don't want to say going along, but it will, you know, you can't, you can't make honey without, uh, you know, you get more bees with, what is it, honey rather than vinegar, you know, you know, yeah. would you agree? I would agree totally. And I think it's also important to understand from people who've been there ways that they have found uh, the ability to succeed and things not to do. Because some people enter into the industry, some women, and they enter in thinking they can be a man and they should do exactly what the men do. And it doesn't necessarily come off right. I mean, we're not men. I I, I know that's, there's a controversial we're gender. But, yeah, but we're not, right? I don't want to be one. I, I'm sure you don't <laughs> yeah. want to be one. So we have to no. find a way to do this in the way where we're still female, right? And it's, you know, kind of interesting right yeah. yeah and that we're accepted and when we're not accepted then you know kind of pivot you know go someplace else if that's not the path you know for you but we can be very competent and good successful hard-working smart we can do that and succeed we've done it you and I have um, but uh, you know we don't have to be a man you know I can dress in a feminine way I can embrace my femininity I can talk about my kids without people thinking that I'm too focused mm-hmm. on motherhood or grandmotherhood, you know? That's right, exactly. It's changed. I think ultimately that's what people want anyway in the industry. I don't, I don't think, I, I think we need to be ourselves. Um, you have mentioned, and I've heard in your podcast before, and you mentioned even when we talked before about emotional intelligence. I'm, I'm always a huge, that just resonates with me totally. And I, I don't know if it's more something that, that women, tend, I, again, we're not all, you can't say women versus men across the board, but is it more of a common thing with women? Um, talk about emotional intelligence and what you've heard from or gathered from the women leaders that you've talked to and how that plays in, factors into what we do. Yeah, I feel like I have it. I, I think you probably have it. And that is sort of the sixth sense about people. Uh, trusting our instincts, you know, just really using that to help you succeed. You know, part of my success has been developing relationships with people that become friends that I do business with. And you've probably done the same thing. You know, I have a knack for coming into a room and kind of sensing the energy. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know exactly what it is. My mom had it. Um, I don't, you know, I see it more in women than men, but men have it too, you know, 
Uh, But really, you know, having that, uh, I'm not academically like one of these like brainiacs, but I really do feel like I get people and that has helped me in my career. You know, Susan, I feel the exact same way. Um, I mean, I definitely feel like that when I walk in a room, even if I'm sitting at an airport and I look around at a group of people, I almost feel like I can feel their energy or someone's kind of overly hurting. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes I wish I weren't that way because it kind of self, you know, occupies your time thinking about that. But I definitely am very empathetic and have a very strong emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. I think. I've kind of been throughout my career, my male bosses, if anything, I feel like were constantly discouraging me to use it, though, and, and to not be friends with your employees and to keep a distance. And, you know, that you're kind of, uh, I think, sort of coached to not use it. And I, I tried to fight it for a lot of my career. Did you ever find that you mm-hmm. felt like you had to do that? I, I try. Yes, I, I believe I did. I think there was a time when uh, the male energy, you know, that we typically see, which is command and control. This is the old days, right? In the eighties, you know, command and control, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody follow along. Don't be emotional. Don't show anybody you're crying. You know, yeah. things have changed, you know, things have, things have changed. And uh, I value yeah. this. My instincts have never been wrong. And I think sometimes it's the mother in mm-hmm. us, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm mother yeah. to the, to the world. Really. I, I kind of look at it that way. When I see a <laughs> child that needs help, I, I'm going to help, yeah. you know, I'm, you know, that's my child, that's my grandchild. So I will help. Yeah. And I think that women have sort of that, I don't know if it's DNA, nurture, nature, yeah. whatever, but it is something that we can use and I have it. I agree. Oh, that is so funny. I feel like I mother a lot of people too. And it, it not, not in a bad way, but just, you know, you just your motherly instincts kicked in. You know, yeah. all throughout my career, I have been able to rely on my opinion of people and it's generally been right. We talked, and I won't go through it here, but on your yeah. podcast with me, where there was one time where it absolutely failed me and I, I made a horrible choice. I got out of it, but uh, there uh, it made me question whether or not I could go with my gut or feelings anymore. I obviously recovered from that and know now that just there are times where you can be deceived and I just was. But um, anyway, I, I definitely think that women need to recognize everybody, not just women, need to recognize that your insides and your emotions should play a part in what you do as a leader. You can't lead without it, you know? Right. Definitely so. You feel feel the same way? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do. I do. I, I think that one of the biggest mistakes I made as an entrepreneur is hiring people or partnering with people that were not a perfect fit. And as I look back, I think yeah. I should have I should have seen I should have seen this. I should have seen this. But you want your your and men do it too, right? We just want to like be in denial about well, it's, it'll it'll work out. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll do the job. Um, <laughs> and and turns out you right. know we learn the hard way, right? So you know we can go forward yeah. uh, with that absolutely with that, uh, knowledge. Absolutely. Well, speaking of going forward, so let's go on to some fun things. So now that yeah. you're retired, I just got to say, I, I have, I'm not there yet. I'm where I'm should be probably, but I just haven't been in a place where I could yet. Um, and I really love what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not anxious to yet, but I, I know I should be thinking about it. But now that you're retired, what do you spend your time doing? And I, most importantly, I got to say, did COVID impact your plans to retire or was this already mm-hmm. all set or talk about your retirement i'd love to hear more about that yeah 
I think COVID uh, accelerated probably my plans. I think a lot of people during COVID, I mean, it just, you know, sucker punched us, right? March 2020. And it's just like, what mm-hmm. is going on, you know? And and uh, just really, I think, caused a lot of people, especially women, to look at how they're spending their time. I mean, that whole year, you know, a lot of women were spending time at home doing Zoom meetings, doing their job, also taking care of their kids that couldn't go to school, you know? So they're starting to start businesses as at, at an accelerated rate. But yeah, my retirement is re- isn't really a retirement, you know? It's really kind of like, okay, what are you going to do next? <laughs> yeah. And for me, yes, I'm yes. balancing. That's why you know, I asked. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew you might have some personal things you were looking at there as well. But um, I, for me, it's balance. Um, I'm a morning person, so I get a lot of creative stuff done in the morning. I, I work on the podcast, getting guests, talking to them, recording, and doing that. And there's a lot of writing associated with that. Um, and then um, I am seeking a corporate board position right now. I've got my board bio out there. Um, and then I do speaking. And, um, and then I'm coaching someone, I'm mentoring a young woman that's been my marketing person. So, and then I travel, I play golf, I see my grandkids. My husband and I have a Mercedes Sprinter van. We're heading out west on Thursday for three weeks and going to hike out there and uh, celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary. Wow. Well, congrats on that. That sounds like a really great thing. And I know it looks like you're always busy. So I, 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 I love to hear all about that. And Enjoy your trip. And listen, I thank you so much for your time today. It's been really, really uh, nice talking to you as always. And I'm sure that um, other people listening to this will, will get some good insight from all, of your, um, from all of your experience. So thank you for sharing it with us, Susan. And Thank you. And, you know, if you're a woman in commercial real estate or something, a male-dominated field, uh, I would say soldier on if you're a, a man listening to this. Uh, give her a chance, give them a chance. They deserve it. They, if there's a, a jump ball, you know, give her the chance, the opportunity and watch her go, you know, and uh, thank you, Anne. I've, uh, you know, watched your career from afar and, and together we've done a lot of business together and just admire you. And that's uh, one of the reasons I wanted to host you. So thank you for hosting mm. me. Thank you. Very, the, the admiration is mutual. Thank you very much for the time today, Susan. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you.